What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of Classified Documents of Mar-a-Lago, Mr. Donald J. Trump, I'm the president of America. You see, of America, of America. Of America. Yeah, what, excuse me, that's what Sleepy Joe does. He's now infected the tech stuff people. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, how are you today? I mean, I don't even know if I can answer that because there is so much wrong going on in our country from crime, violence to even the even sports, even football. And I'm sure you'll get to all these. I just think every week, I think maybe we've hit rock bottom under Sleepy Joe. And then all of a sudden, he lifts up that rock and you find a worm and Hunter Biden making our country even worse under the rock. That's where we are. We're under the rock at this point, not rock bottom. We're under the rock bottom. Now, how I haven't asked about her. How's Ivanka? Ivanka is trying to reconcile her marriage. And, you know, because of the security footage I have, I know that she's trying to do it very strongly through sex. <laughs> okay. And, you know, if I were a husband, I would be very reconciled, is what I can say, about the effort and the talent she's putting in. But we've always said that Kushner is sort of a skinny loser, very weak, very weak in bed, very weak with weightlifting. So he's, he's, a, he's one of the luckiest people I think you've ever seen. I mean, he's born into a wealthy family and then just happened to get Ivanka on a day where maybe she wasn't looking at me as strongly as she used to. And she said, I guess I'll take the skinny real estate kid. <laughs> okay. And, and now she's, she's doing the best she can to save their marriage. I obviously hope it fails, but uh, now that's, so we don't, we're not seeing each other too often these days because I'm family's very, as you know, family is very important. That's why I have three. And <laughs> I respect that she's trying to, help her family heal you know they have kids and but obviously i hope it fails but i you know i don't want to i don't want to take you know it's not a father's role to actively ruin her marriage just passive aggressively and she lost a little weight to be honest and it's mm -hmm. it's i think it's affecting uh because she had some natural breast that was augmented with the trump breast and now you know, I think she may have to go bigger, but I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to do anything that'll maybe entice Kushner too much. Now, if she goes bigger, he might say, uh, oh, I've got to keep this hot piece of ass. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But she's, you know, she's doing strong family values right now with strong uh, security footage sex. Have you caught any of Don Jr.'s rants on Twitter? I know you're not on Twitter, but have you? Does he also post in the True Social? Because they have been uh, getting very much faster and much louder these days. Now, he's very into air quotes. It's sort of disturbing at this point. <laughs> he is. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows how air quotes work at this point because he'll just sit there for like two minutes doing this, <laughs> like around everything, and you're going, "What are you? What are you doing? Are you trying to like?" You know, finger bang and upside down woman. What 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 is going on here? And it's 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 very sad to see. You know, this is what I told Ivana before I pushed her down the stairs. I said, I don't want to name 
of her son Junior because there's always a chance he'll be a loser. And once again, I was right. Once again, I was right. But I, you know, maybe I was being woke by letting my wife decide what she'd name her first child. But, uh, you know, I think if I could do it all over again, seeing what he's become, I would have said to her, you can't name him Don Jr. That's final. It's either that or a very strong abortion. <laughs> and that's what I, that's actually what I call him now. I call him abortion Jr. I think it's strong abortion, Junior. <laughs> no, no, not strong, not strong. I would have done a strong abortion, but he's not a strong abortion. He's a weak. We aborted the abortion, and we got Don Junior. Imagine how weak that is. He wasn't even strong enough to be aborted. He's an aborted abortion. Now, Mr. President, some some horrible, horrible, horrible news. Um, I don't know if you saw this uh, in Memphis. There was, um, I think, five police officers um, beat and killed um, a man by the name of uh, Tyree Nichols. They pulled him over for uh, allegedly something reckless, but all the video footage shows nothing reckless. Pulled him out of his vehicle. Um, the five men took him, and it was like a gang beating. They beat him so bad, basically beat him to a pulp that all his internal organs failed on him and he died a couple of days later and um i just want to know your thoughts on this tragedy oh, i already spoke on it uh, publicly because i'm not racist and i said it was it should have never happened it was it was a terrible thing it was horrible and we don't back these kind of blue we, but we support our law enforcement but we don't support it's called back the blue it's not called black the blue and when I see five African-American officers that don't deserve to wear the badge, I say, no, thank you. No, thank you. What I find, and, and Don Jr., this is actually something Don Jr. said. He wondered if there was a big push for diversity in the Memphis Police Department, and that's how you got five African-American violence people to be cops. Now. Some people tell me that Memphis is a like a majority, like a large black population. <laughs> and that may be true. But I think we also have to consider that maybe like a broken clock, Cokehead Don is sometimes right. <laughs> and I wonder if these were a diversity hires. I wonder about that. Uh, and they might not have been. They might not have been. But basically what I'm saying is this should have never happened. And... In four to six months, me and my people will blame Democrats and woke people for this, not the cops. So right now, very horrible. We condemn it. We don't back black. We back the blue. And if you're black in blue, the black controls. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you back the blue. You don't back the black. And if a black is wearing blue, he's black first. So we don't back the black, we back the blue. And in six months, we will blame uh, wokeism and Democrats for this. That's just a preview. That's just a strong preview. But it's a horrible thing. This person uh, was a very harmless, very harmless. Okay. Yes. And this is, a, this is a horrible thing. This is a horrible thing. 
if it was white cops, they probably would have just shot him out of fear, which is very quick. <laughs> and that's why we back the white blue. But these guys, they did it slow. They did it violently. They did it like really horribly. It was almost like torture. And and that's why almost. and that's why in 2024, I will, I will simply say. White officers use strong Second Amendment. And that's better. It's not good, but it's better than non-amendment, which is called fists. Mm. And I think that is my publicist calling me to tell me that they want me to cut this section of the podcast. <laughs> That's it. So very clearly, before they take it out of context, we totally condemn the actions of these black officers who are not blue. They are black. They might have even stolen the police officer uniforms. And nobody's looking into that. They might have stolen the uniforms. And then we have a whole other, we have crime. We have, so we have to look into that. Nobody's looking into that, whether they stole the uniforms, but we back police. We don't back, we don't back these people. And by these people, I think you know what I mean. And it's a very sad thing. And as you can tell, much more sympathy than Joe Biden. Now, my one question for you about this, usually from uh, the press that's been released, and it has been white officers, um, you know, committing these these horrible things against against black people. And now it is black officers committing something, the, probably one of the most horrible things we've seen on tape since Rodney King, black officers doing this to one of their own, another black person. Do you think something is going to change in society now? Because it always been the white, black, white, black. But now it's just actually bad police officers and not just white, bad police officers. Well, I think this is like when Tiger Woods started winning, winning at golf. And then you saw white golfers get really angry and start to really work hard. And now you have like Brooks Kepka and Justin Diamond and all these great young white golfers who saw Tiger Woods and said, I'm not letting that son of a bitch steal my daddy's game. And I feel like you're going to see a lot of white officers starting to lift more weights, taking MMA classes and saying, we didn't work for generations, beating and murdering to see some group of five black officers all of a sudden try to be like uh, Tiger Woods of police abuse. So I think you're going to see white officers getting a lot stronger and uh, getting back to, you know, what, you know, Getting back to the basics and doing, uh, you know, taking back the title. So I do. To answer your question, I think there's going to be very large changes in police work for sure. Did you catch the AFC championship at the NFC championship this past weekend in the NFL? Uh, well, I don't watch the woke NFL. So I, I was channel surfing and caught, I don't know, maybe three hours of the Philly game and maybe three and a half hours of the Cincinnati game. That was all, you know, okay. just, just, just channel surfing. What are your thoughts on two black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen hurts. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's wokeism. I think it's racist, by the way. I think it's probably racist. And I think it's, you have to be, look what just happened in Memphis with all, all, an all black cops group. Now we have all black quarterbacks. I call them quarter blacks. 
And that's what we're doing. And I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea at all. Um, and everybody's celebrating it. And I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's one guy's name is Hertz. Okay. And it hurts my feelings to see two black quarterbacks. And the other guy, as we've discussed before, is Mahomie and the referees, these woke NFL referees. You see how woke the NFL referees were? Very Every woke. time, every time, oh, we got to protect Mahomie. Oh, oh yeah, let, his, let his offensive lineman hold. You can hold if you're protecting Mahomie because black quarterbacks matter. But then you see what happened to Burroughs? Great white guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. What did I say? What did I say when with the Buffalo player? Remember what I said with the Buffalo player? That if that was a white person, they would have put him in a shallow grave. <laughs> they wouldn't have even waited. They wouldn't have stopped the game. They would have put him in a in a mass grave, lit his body on fire, and continued the game. But it was a black, so they said, "Okay, we got to stop. We have to stop, sir." Well, they protected Mahomes, and it's it's a double standard now. It's a double standard, and it's very nasty, and I don't support it. It's a woke league. It's a disgusting woke league. Yeah, I mean, I not a Casey fan or a Cincinnati fan, but I definitely what about saw the Sunshine Band. I definitely saw um, the refs. The only thing they didn't do with Mahomes is is, is ice his ankle for him uh, during timeouts. I mean, they definitely gained the edge on calls. There was a third down that they played twice. There was a couple of pass interference calls, some holding calls. It was, I don't know, it was the first time that I ever watched an NFL game. I said, uh, everyone says the NFL is fixed where, I don't know, there was a lot of evidence last night that shows that the NFL could be fixed. That's woke, is what it is. Mm-hmm. The woke FL. Horrible. Now, Mr. President. That's, that's not a title. I know what you're trying to do there. I'm not, not giving it a title. I'm not giving it a title. Woke FL. We are, I'm vetoing that. Mar-a-Lago veto on woke FL. <laughs> I didn't even write it down. Woke FL sounds like an African-American's name. Hey, this is woke FL Jones, and I'm the tight end for the Texas Houstons. <laughs> I'm be clear, by the way, because I can already tell there's woke people listening to this. Not racist. <laughs> Do you have a prediction for the Super Bowl uh, between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Well, the Eagle is a very patriotic american animal you know this Mm -hmm. and the chief is runs a casino (laughs) so who do i think a bird of prey you know a bird that prays and goes to church a bird of prey or a guy running mohegan sun who do i think is going to dominate the field more i am predicting as i as you know i've predicted every one of these correctly so far i am predicting the Eagles are going to fly right into. Uh, they're going to fly right into uh, Foxwoods, and they're going to peck the eyes out of the roulette dealer. Right when he's putting the ball in the circle, in comes the eagle, ripping his eyes out. Eagles, thirty-three. Woke Mahomes. 17. Wow. That's the high scoring Super Bowl right there. Okay. 33 17. 
and then in philadelphia right there in philadelphia they will run around being woke and probably peeing on things and possibly uh, doing property damage yeah they uh they try to grease all the poles and still people climb up all the poles and they crash through a, a, a bus stop last night. And the people are animals in, in Philly. I mean, I, there's one thing to be uh, proud of your sports team. There's another team, another uh, thing to, to eat horse shit after your team wins a Super Bowl last team. That, that, that's a little out of control. Well, I'll tell you, that was, there was a very failed comedian named J.L. Covan, and he talked about the city of Philadelphia on his last horrible album. <laughs> and he talked about people eating horse shit. Uh, in Philly after they won the Super Bowl. It was very, it was like one of the few moments that I agreed with that piece of shit comedian. <laughs> well, Mr. President, before we get to our next story, making pro- podcasts great again is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. And also, there's a casino, so place your bets for roulette, blackjack, craps, poker and then also bet on sports you can bet on reality tv there are so many things to bet on at betonline.ag it is your one-stop betting spot head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code clns50 to receive your rewards it is only on your first deposit so use that right now before the super bowl it's promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. It's BetOnline.ag. Now, Mr. President, um, next order of news. I wanted any update on between Pence and between you and between sleepy joe have you guys jumped on a three-way conference call what's going on with classified documents right now i'm totally innocent so we can say that very clearly total innocence i think sleepy joe is hiding things to protect hunter because even if i had files which i'm not admitting i did but if i Mm -hmm. had files there's no reason there was no there was no agenda no agenda to have files. I was like, oh, this looks cool. It's mine. I was president. Maybe I made a mistake. Not admitting. But Sleepy Joe was basically like, hey, Jack, you got anything on my son fucking a hooker on the boardroom table of a Ukrainian company, Jack? Come on, man. And then that's what he picked out. So it was very targeted. You see the difference, tech stuff? Like, if I had something inadvertent, Maybe we're not even admitting that. Then that's one thing. But when Sleepy Joe is basically trying to cover up for Hunter, that's an abuse. That's called the worst abuse of power in the history of abuse or power. Now, have have you spoken to small game Mike Pence about his classified documents? Now he probably took out some like nudes from some locker room that was in a file. He's he's hard. He's and he's you know you see how he is. He's. 
he may not be my gimp, but he's still got a gimp mentality. So as soon as the FBI agents came over, he got on all fours, put a leather collar around his neck and, and said, whatever you need, sir. So he's no threat. He's, he's a, he's a tree. He's a traitor, but he's also a very weak puppy dog of a gimp slave. How do you think the government is going to move forward with this? Do you think it's just going to be press talking about it and slowly disappear or are they really going to try to throw the book at you, Sleepy Joe, and and Small Gay? Well, they're not going to try to throw the book at, at Sleepy or even maybe Small Gay. But no, they're going to come after me with everything they have, and they're going to lose. Won't that be nice? They're going to lose like dogs. <laughs> dogs that lose a lot. Have you spoken to Rudy Giuliani or any of your no. legal staff and had any updates? I don't know any of those people. No, none of them. Okay. Well, he was, he was, uh, I think at Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve, uh, Rudy. Not a lot of people, a lot of people, it's a very popular, very tasteful high end club. So obviously a lot of people go there. It's okay. Okay. If he was there, I hope he had a nice time, but I don't know that person. Okay. Be, before we get to the the next story, I just want to talk to you about our next sponsor. And this sponsor I found last year. And I subscribe to so many different things and I lose track. And thank God I found this app, Rocket Money. And what Rocket Money does, it keeps track of all your subscriptions and it can cancel it for you with just a tap on your phone. It is awesome. Or a tap on your mouse. You don't have to go through waiting online for customer service or sending a hundred emails. Rocket money will check all your subscriptions. Cause sometimes you double dip in a subscription. Sometimes you've had one for like 10 years and forget you're paying for it because maybe you get a new computer or a new phone and you forget all these things go over Rocket Money is the best. It saved me hundreds of dollars at the end of last year, and I recommend it for everyone. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you're being double charged for a subscription. Rocket Money takes care of all of it. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is just press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It is awesome. Like I said before, you don't have to email anyone, don't have to make any phone calls. All you have to do is just press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Seriously, it can save you hundreds per year. It saved me hundreds of dollars right before the holidays. It's rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now, people, and go to rocketmoney.com slash MPGA, and maybe you can get yourself a nice little summer getaway um, by canceling our subscriptions and saving some money. Again, it's rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Now, Mr. President, you have started the campaigning for 2024. You had two stops this past weekend in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Uh, please tell me, how were those rallies? They were amazing. Amazing rallies. Uh, very proud. We had such a great, 
it was it was an incredible patriotism moment because in one day nobody does two rallies in one day i did two rallies in one day i was in new hampshire where they say live free or die very strong freedom state yes. and i went to south carolina which was the first uh state to join the confederacy that's where they started the civil war to fight for states rights so we love both of those things we love freedom and we love starting a civil war for strong non-slavery reasons of course and i'm gonna win both states i'm gonna win both of those states early and they know it and that's why you see Ron Suckass is not saying anything yet. You notice that? He's just, he complains about AP African-American history, and that's all he does. He complains. I do things. So we're not concerned. We, 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 the rallies were, were beautiful. I mean, you should see these people. They're still out there. They still love their real president. They haven't forgotten. And when you have that kind of devotion and passion, it's very tough to beat, and I'm not going to be beaten. How were the turnouts in New Hampshire and South Carolina? I mean, they didn't want to show you on camera, but it was, I mean, you've never seen this many people. I didn't know there were that many people in New Hampshire. I thought there were like 13 people in the whole state. <laughs> and and South Carolina was was wonderful. Just, just uh, people want things to change. They know that their country is in, in a total free fall, total disaster. And we're going to win it, and we're going to win it back for the American people. Now, you mentioned DeSantis just before. He hasn't even announced that he is running yet, but you are starting early with just um, saying how horrible he is. Ron DeScaredy Pants. <laughs> is that a new name? That is a new name. Now, if he hasn't... Do you think I'm I'm going to phrase this correctly? Do you think it's it's um, beneficial to you to say his name when he hasn't even announced that he's running yet? Yes, I do. He's not Beetlejuice. He's not Candyman. <laughs> I set the terms, and when I say Ron DeSantis, I turn it into shit. It doesn't give him power. I destroy him. Did it give did it give Hillary Clinton power when I called her crooked Hillary? I don't think so because she lost big league. Right, but she announced that she was running. What I'm saying is that do you think you maybe keep mentioning his name and people who don't really know about him might start to research him and you might lose supporters because maybe someone might read something about him that, that they like or okay um, you think okay so obviously you don't know my supporters you think they're going to do legitimate research you think <laughs> these people can even read so they're injecting mountain dew into their veins and watching cousin porn this is what they're doing You got a point there. Okay. Now, also uh, a woman who is uh, mentioned on this podcast often, Marjorie Taylor Greene, threw her well, hat. We we call her womanish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, woman adjacent, we call her. <laughs> woman adjacent. Now, she has thrown her hat into the ring to be your vice president we've mentioned this on the podcast before 
um, you know, giving out situations and seeing who can be possible running mates. We know it's not going to be small gay. We don't know who it's going to be. Could Marjorie Taylor Greene, since she came out and said, I want to be your VP. Are you taking this seriously? What are your thoughts on this? Excuse me. I'm taking it very seriously. Serious as a Chris Christie heart attack. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to do strongly with the evangelicals, though, you know, because the reason I picked Pence was because he was very strong with the evangelicals who did not trust me yet. But now the evangelicals trust me because I delivered them justices. I delivered them pro-faith. I delivered them the end of Roe v. Wade. So now the evangelicals know that I'm there. I'm there, Michael Jordan. Okay. It was just me holding up a championship trophy outside of a, an abortion clinic that we were burning down. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I need now is I need tough people. I need ugly people. I need people who fuck in their gym locker rooms. <laughs> I need people who do strong adultery. Now that I've got the evangelicals, now we have to get the other groups. And when you look at somebody, like Meredith Thomas Green, you see somebody with a big ugly mug who fucks guys at a gym, who has guns, and and she actually, I mean, can you imagine? She got into a fight with Lauren Bilbert, and having in the bathroom. That's like that's practically like a fantasy of mine. <laughs> and can you imagine if Bilbert is? the fourth Mrs. Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene is the vice president Taylor Greene and they have to be in the office all day. They'll be like pulling each other's hair and making out and doing scissoring all day long in the (laughs) Oval Office. And as I've always said, happy me, happy country. And nothing would make me happier than my hot, cute, dumb wife, Bobert, getting it on and fighting and scratching and making out with um, Michael Michael Thomas Green. <laughs> so she's very high on the list because she's going to get she's going to get the different demographics that I want. We have the evangelicals, so we don't need a Mike Pence again. We need somebody totally different to get other types of people: the conspiracy, the QAnon, the people who fear Jewish space lasers. These are people now that we're going to really <laughs> lock in. Are you leaning towards a man or a woman as your vice president or well, that's why it's I based Martin, on Martin Thaddeus Gross because she's both, I think. <laughs> I think she's sort of both. I, I don't even know if she's non-binary. I think she's like trinary, like man, woman, and animal all in one. <laughs> she's got a new classification. Her pronouns are yuck. <laughs> trinary <laughs> oh, that's perfect so mr president i'm I'm excited to um to see if DeSantis comes back at you do you think he has the balls to actually come back at you or do you think he's just going to lay low um until his advisors tell him when to go on the attack. We know you're your own leader. You're your own personality. You don't listen to anyone. But 
As far as uh, DeSantis, I'm sure he listens to his handlers. He's going to lay low because he's short and dumpy and also because he's a coward. So he's going to lay low and he's going to have a sour milk voice and he's going to, you know, complain about things in Florida schools, distracting from the fact that he doesn't have a strong, powerful national agenda. And eventually he's going to get into the ring with me and it's going to be a third round knockout. You're just going to keep him around for two rounds just to uh, toy with him? Um, it's going to be... Remember Muhammad Ali? Yes. He stole my bars. Because what I would say about Ron DeSantis is I'm going to wait until round three till I knock out Ronnie D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm looking forward to how this plays out, Mr. President. And um, once again, appreciate you joining us week in and week out and all for the bonus episode. You're such a busy man. You're going to be running for called president once in. again. It's called strong in, strong out, not yes. week in, week out. Now, Mr. President, um, like I said, appreciate it. And also our last Patreon episode, Diamond 2.0, rave reviews comments coming in every single day if you are not on the patreon get on the patreon check out the live episode this month check out diamond 2.0 check out all the fred trump traditions check out kavanaugh check out movie reviews there are like i said hundreds of hours to binge on go to patreon.com slash mpga to bet on the Super Bowl in two weeks, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code CLNS50 and rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. And um, for me, just uh, follow me on Twitter at JNOG and check out goodyshow.com for mental health and suicide prevention. Um, hitting the road towards um, summer and fall, going to colleges, going to high schools, going corporate, and uh, doing the show all over the country. Very excited for it. So goodyshow.com. Check that out. And Mr. President, the floor is yours. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Um, this is JL after shoulder surgery two and slowly anticipating a shoulder surgery three. <laughs> but... Before that, Chicago next week. I'm in Newark this Friday. Um, all the shit is on my website, on my calendar, all ticket links and everything. Newark on Friday. Chicago next Tuesday, February 7th. Huge show. Anybody and everybody anywhere near Chicago, please get your tickets. Come to that. Um, and then after that, we got Montclair, New Jersey, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, D.C., Philly, and Princeton, New Jersey, all in March. All tickets except for D.C. are on my website right now. And then special taping, March 31st and April 1st in uh, New York City. Um, here, I'm honest with you guys. Two shows. Two months to go. Two tickets sold. So maybe that's what you want. Maybe it's fitting for my career to end that way in front of an empty arena. I mean, that would, that would be poetic in some ways, <laughs> but obviously if you are going to be in New York or you're inclined to ever see a live show of mine and you're in the tri-state area, uh, let's get tickets to those sooner rather than later. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support and God help us all. <laughs>